Welcome back to another episode of Ignorance Is This, a podcast all about a different way of experiencing cinema with little to no knowledge about it beforehand. My name is Ryan Reynolds, and sitting opposite me is the happy little Vegemite, Oliver Deer. It's me, <laughs> Oliver Ryan Reynolds. Hi, Yukio. <laughs> What's Yukio? Yukio is the character from Deadpool you just watched five seconds ago. Remember? Oh. Hi, Yukio. Oh, yes. Hi, Wade. <laughs> I that thought was... I'd start the show by being meta, but I can't do a I can't do a convincing Ryan Reynolds. No, that was pretty good. I was like, "Why are you doing this accent?" And then that made sense. It made it, complete sense. It's funny because Ryan, like, Ryan Reynolds has gotten so rich from being Deadpool. Yeah, and I, I literally thought I had this thought in the movie because he speaks so much. Yeah, that there were times when I was just going, "Shut up, <laughs> Leg- please shut up, Ryan Reynolds." <laughs> As Deadpool in, in this meta character. Literally, the merc with the mouth is always speaking. But, That's his character. But, like, <laughs> is, it, is it a good thing if, like, you're getting so rich by playing a character that is so annoying? Your voice is so annoying. You particularly, Ryan Reynolds, because you're playing this character and everyone thinks your voice is annoying because yeah. you're saying annoying things 24-7. And he, 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 you know? he sounds like a whiny little child sometimes. Like, <laughs> like this one is like... Oh no, it's a bad guy. I hurt my foot. You know, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's like he's really high and whiny. <laughs> <laughs> That's why like, I started the show by trying to do. I was gonna do the intro, and then I thought, no, I gotta, I gotta try this again because I can do. I, I can do this right. I can do this right. Halfway through the intro, I thought, this doesn't sound like Ryan Reynolds, and in no way would I ever be able to replicate it because it's so nasally and so yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Ignorance. I can't do it. Like it doesn't sound like anything. He needs a gruff Logan. Welcome back to another episode Hi, of Ignorance. Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, and I starred in. No, even even there, it's just too. He's a he's an annoying, whiny little twat, and that's why he's perfect yep. as Deadpool, which is a movie we just watched. I watched that today. Uh huh. You've watched it yesterday. I watched it yesterday, like a good boy on opening day. Oh, oh, was it th- open yesterday? I think so. I think so. Okay. At least it did in my cinema. Yep. Okay. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Oh, very good. Did you like it? Yep. Did you think it was better than Deadpool 1? No. Yes, I think I did. I think. Oh, you did? Yes. Okay. Interesting. Did you see it with anyone? Nope. You don't have to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sad loser. I didn't see it. Sad loser with his popcorn. Oh, no. Yeah, but to be fair, I got to eat that popcorn as crunchy and loudy as I wanted, (laughs) which I couldn't do in a quiet place, and I was really sad about it. I, I'm I'm in Perth right now. We're doing an episode in studio together. Yeah, the first time we've done this. But I have put you in a little tent because I actually prefer <laughs> uh, Skype calls where I can't see you. Yeah, so I'm in the building, but we're in very far away distance from each other. Yeah, yeah. And um, so for example, like when I throw this pen across the desk, <laughs> Scott doesn't flinch or yeah. get hurt by it. Ah! <laughs> oh, it took that long to travel to me. That's how far away we are. I I, I actually sorry. To clarify, we are in the same room, and I did try to throw a pen at him, but I missed. Yeah. And, and so my and joke so didn't confused. land, the pen didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, let's move on. Oh. <laughs> the, the point I was getting to, though, is I'm, I'm all the way up here in Perth, so we can do this show together and yep. have the chemistry of us being in real life yes. together. I didn't eat all the popcorn during Deadpool. Why? And Well, that's just, you know, because I'm enjoying the movie. Yeah. And I'm munching away. I get the big popcorn so I can keep it. So I can so I can watch YouTube videos in bed and eat popcorn. It's my favourite thing to do in the whole oh. world. So, so I the popcorn's to, not even for the movie. It is for literally afterward. for half the movie and half so that I can have some popcorn while yeah. I'm, like, putting some other terrible stuff in my body at the same time and yeah. literally doing no exercise. Anyway, so I'm all the way up in Perth and I had to tell my mum... 
Mum, don't throw out the popcorn. I want it when I get back. <laughs> in like two days. <laughs> it, it won't go bad by then, will it? Yes, almost definitely it will. Well, that's all right. You you ran all the way to Perth, so you got your exercise in there. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I, I got my steps in today. Yeah. That's, that's right. Um, we're we're going to talk um, about Deadpool today, Deadpool 2. Yep. Just came out, starring Ryan Reynolds, starring a whole bunch of other people. Josh yep. Brolin, the kid from Wildebeest. Yeah. And um, we're going to do, be doing some spoilers about it. So if you're listening, and this is a brand new film, by the time that it, this episode comes out that's live, it would have only been available in Australia for a couple of days. So mm. be careful if you're listening to this on the road in uh, on Sin Nation. Yeah. And uh, proceed with caution if you listen to it as a podcast. What's yeah. up? What's up, what's up, what's up, is that um, you mentioned Josh Brolin, mm. and I was just told, telling you before the show, I didn't even realise it was him until yeah. after, which is weird because in this he looks more like Josh Brolin than Thanos looks like Josh Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> you said before we started the show that you were confusing him with someone else, yeah. but you didn't tell me who it was. Oh, can, if you quickly look up. Yeah, I can look him up. Uh, Let's do it on the show. Planet Terror. He's, Planet a, ma- Terror. he's a guy who was in Planet Terror, and he looks exactly like Josh Brolin. Does he have a metal arm? Yeah, no. No, he doesn't. But someone in that movie has a gun for a leg. Oh. Planet Terror is a disaster film and thriller from 2007. Yes. Starring Quentin Tarantino. Is yes. that who you were thinking of? No. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Did you know that Josh Brolin was in this film? He's not in it, though. Yeah, he is, though. Josh is Brolin. He? Yep. Playing um, Dr. William Brock. You confuse Josh Brolin with Josh Brolin. You you went through the whole movie. You, you went through the whole movie today, thinking that guy looks a lot like Josh Brolin. It's not Josh Brolin though. It's the guy from um, it's the guy from Planet Terror, it, which a is two thousand a two thousand and seven movie starring Josh Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Are you serious? Yes, I'm serious. I'm not lying about this. It's also starring Rose McGovern, Freddie Rodriguez, and Bruce Willis, and Josh Brolin as Dr. William Brock. It's got Bruce Willis in it, because do you know what I was about to say to you was... Mm. Bruce Willis actually looks like Thanos in this picture, so there we go. That's what it maybe was? I don't know. Like, Because what I was about to say next was, oh, maybe I didn't know who Josh Brolin was when I watched that film, and I thought it looked like Bruce Willis. But it wasn't Bruce Willis, it was Josh Brolin. <laughs> that's so good. God damn it, that's... I love that we're recording this. Yeah, my confusion <laughs> just in a nutshell. Um, okay, so it was Josh Brolin. Yes. But even when they said... Because they make the meta joke that, yeah, whatever Thanos or something like that. Mm-hmm. And even then I was like, huh, maybe the they're aware he looks like that actor. Right. Josh Brolin. Right. I can't believe you. It was because it's because Infinity War and this are so close together and he's the villain in both of them. And I was like, surely not. He's killing the game. Yeah. He's killing the game. And he was great in this, no? Yeah, he was yeah, he's good in it. I think he was maybe one of the best parts of the whole film. Yeah. I think he wow. as as casting Josh Brolin two for two. Mm-hmm. Three for three, if you include Planet Terror. Yeah. A, a film that, um, <laughs> can you please tell me how much I got in Rotten Tomatoes, please, within 5%? 75. 74%, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I'm hell good, by the way, everyone listening at home. How did you know that, but you didn't know who was in it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on to Deadpool 2. Okay, so what did what did you like about it? Um, I liked the action. Yep. I liked the comedy. Yeah, comedy. I think yeah. It, took, it took the best parts of Deadpool 1... And expanded on that in a good way. Yeah. Um, the stuff that was holding Deadpool 1 down, which was too meta 
in regards to like the fact that this was a movie that needed to be made. I liked I liked a lot oh, okay. of the jokes. Like, yeah, we can't afford the good X Men. That's why we've got these crap X Men. That's yeah. all funny yeah. and fine. But the fact that they just was able to go straight in. Everybody knows who Deadpool is because the marketing for this has been insane. Yeah, everybody knows who it is. Just get straight into the action. They had clearly a better budget for action. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds had a very heavy part in the script, which I think he was doing in Deadpool 1 as well. So yeah. the, the jokes were all there. He was able to deliver them as perfectly as possible. And the casting was awesome as well. The new characters were great. Domino. Yeah, yeah all, the, all the characters were really good, I thought. every Everyone had their own sort of little twist on how they were funny. Yes. Um, yeah. I like. What was the name of that girl you mentioned before? Domino. Yeah. No, the... Negasonic Teenage Warhead? Her girlfriend. You, <laughs> Yukio. Yukio. I lo- I don't know why that was so funny every time they just... Yes. They saw each other and they had nothing to say to each other. So it's just like, hi, yeah. hi. Like, <laughs> but, but cause like, it you, also you, seemed genuine, like yeah. they were actually great friends. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you kind of know people like that in real life where you're like, you don't really know them well, but you're just very friendly with them. Like, oh, hi, dude. Yeah, hi, man. Cool. Oh, it's, been for- it's been forever. What's up? Not much. Cool, man. All right, see you later. Yeah, like you just hell like each other for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> that being that being said, though, there was one character that I think should have had more screen time. Who's that? Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Oh, yeah. Took a back seat. Yeah, a very, very much a back seat and even... Almost irrelevant. Didn't yeah. need to be there. Even at the very end, for whatever reason, like they had like that cool, like, we're a big family shot and they're like walking towards the yeah. camera. Before that, the last thing that she said was like, "I'm just gonna go back to the house." So like, her and Yukio like weren't in the family thing. Like, yeah. why why would you not have them in there? It made I don't no know. sense. I mean, even with um, Colossus, him coming back and then Deadpool and him sharing the moment of, "Oh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm so I'm such a bad guy." Yeah. But even then, I was like, "Oh, but you guys haven't really talked that much." Like. All Colossus does is bring you into the X-Men and you just say no every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your relationship. And the one time in this film where Wade went to the X-Men and Colossus said no, which yeah. was a good little twist around. Yeah. Um, meta jokes, you into them? Um, I'm into some of them. Yes. Yeah. Some of them. Uh, I'm not into... Well, there's some that are... F- like, it, it was fine, you know, but, like, there's some that were just so obvious and easy for them. Like, yes. r- writing Ryan... Signing Ryan Reynolds on um the, the Hugh like Jackman that. cereal box. I, like, I was like, it was like a fine, but it wasn't clever, I didn't think. I think it's funny for Deadpool as a character to get thrown into a building at that velocity, and the first thing he did is just pick up a cereal box <laughs> and sign it for the kid. That's true. And, and it was the culmination of he's insane... He can't be hurt. Yeah. It had to be a Wolverine-style cereal box, and they had to go that extra layer and not write Deadpool on it. It had to have been Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. So it was like, <laughs> seeing. I like that bit. That's yeah. just my, my take. Other, other ones were really good. Like, the end credits where he goes back in time to kill the Deadpool from X-Men Origins. Yes. That was fantastic, yes. I thought. Um, I was going to get towards this at the end yeah. but I wrote that as probably my favourite part in the whole movie Yeah, and uh, it's not part of the movie that got, <laughs> that got my biggest laugh I think just yes. seeing that Yep, because like so many people hate X-Men Origins and everyone complains about it and I think like even technically Days of Future Past the X-Men movie technically overrides that timeline anyway right yeah so, I think but it's just so funny that they've done that and literally killed him Um, and it almost makes X-Men Origins worth it <laughs> just for the fact that this can be a joke that can yeah. be played in a real Deadpool film. And yes, I, yeah, no, and also the opening joke um, of 
Logan, a little toy of Logan being stuck on a <laughs> pike, and then Deadpool presses the pike and he does a little spin around. Yeah. I thought that was that's great. <laughs> there was um, again spoilers for Deadpool two. We're yeah. talking about Deadpool two. Um, at the end of Deadpool two, when Wade is slowly dying, yeah, the music that I saw this on Reddit. This is not this is not me being observational in any way. I've seen yeah. Logan once and it was great, but yeah. I for whatever reason, I haven't seen it again. But the music that plays over the top of when Wade is slowly dying is the mm. same music that plays when Logan is dying in, in Logan. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, so... That's great. <laughs> cool little nods like that that, people, yeah. that you have to be a super fan to pick up on, which I'm not. So I, I saw that and read it and just went, God damn, this movie is thorough. Yeah. You and, know? It, and it and it's totally fits because Deadpool just wants to be better than Wolverine yeah, he just, at all the well, time. He just wants to be Wolverine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my favourite jokes were... Or, like, my favourite meta jokes were kind of the fourth wall breaks that weren't meta... So, oh, well, I, I think that's how you would phrase this. Are you just so, referring to comedy? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's a fourth wall break in the fact it's acknowledging that it's not a, that it's a movie. Okay. And that they're actors, but it, that it didn't acknowledge that it was oh. Deadpool. So it, my, it was the joke where... In the bar. He, yeah, he was talking yes. to some guy and then the guy stopped speaking for a second, which is, you're like, kind of like, why'd you stop? And then he's like, oh, we're not giving you any more lines. And you realise, <laughs> oh, that dude forgot his line. Yeah, and he, he repeated it. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that's a really good fourth wall joke. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Now, what did you think of TJ Miller? Because obviously there's been scandal. So <laughs> look at you, bow your head. Because the fact is, he was really funny in this, I thought. I laughed at a lot of his stuff. I, I'm, oh, I'm able to tune out reality. I'm, I can't. He's a bad bloke. Yeah. He's a, he's a ba- I didn't like him in Silicon Valley either. Oh, didn't you? No. I always thought like... Oh, okay. You just don't a, like his, his, his sort of comedy yeah, style. It's the same thing as that guy from... Um, he always plays like a rowden cowboy who's a yeah. bit of a dickhead to everybody. He's in like The Office and Parks and Rec and whatever. And he has like, he's like a tough dude and he's always like making fun of the little guy. I don't know. Danny McBride? <laughs> I, know you... I am thinking of, Danny McBride is that character as yeah, well. Yeah. I'm thinking of three different people right now. <laughs> Danny McBride's one of them. The, the character that plays um, Schmidt's older brother in New Girl is another one. Okay, there's a, there's a, bold, there's a bold dude character and he always plays like a bit of a bully but always like oh just grabbing this guy in a headlock like oh look at my look at my best friend and giving him a knuckle you know on the head but like he's not like evil you know yeah yeah i know what you're saying forget about it so i just yeah i just don't like that demeanor um tj miller had unfortunately one of my favorite lines in the whole film (laughs) which is I said the same thing in the Ready Player One episode which i hate that i have to i keep on congratulating him because he's a bit of a prick um, but when Deadpool has baby legs oh, yeah. and he's not wearing any pants and he's just wearing a t-shirt and he stands up, but he's obviously baby legs. So he's tiny and you just hear off screen TJ Miller go, he's full on shirt cocking it. He's full on shirt cocking it. <laughs> that scene was absolutely hilarious. Just, yes. just when you look at Deadpool and like, he just has, no, he's not phased by the situation. He's just looking up at everyone with this complete... <laughs> Like I don't, I don't mind what's happening right now. And everyone's—he's got these little tiny baby legs wiggling around. Yeah. And, and the taxi driver dude comes in. He's like, "Oh, come on, wait again." And everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. "This has happened before." Oh uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Do you know? Um, my theater got a, a laugh where it was not meant. Oh no, That's no, no. It's it's kind of I think, guess it's a good thing because there's there was after credit scenes or sorry after you know the initial credit bits. Yep. 
But when you actually did the whole black credits with the or every single person, mm-hmm. and when it got to the very end, there was nothing. I didn't stay. So, oh, really? No, tell me about what happened here. So the, there's literally nothing, mm-hmm. but everyone got... It, it went all the way to the end, and then it came up with a title card once it had finished scrolling saying, you know, this film um, provided more than 1,500 do- jobs to everyone, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah. And everyone in the theatre is watching it, and you can just hear everyone in the hell of quiet. And then, like, <laughs> it goes black, and then the, the lights turn up, and everyone just starts cackling because... Oh, like that everyone Deadpool. was everyone was expecting something to happen. Everyone was like, oh, ha, 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 ha. We, we all got fooled. We all thought there would be something and there wasn't. He's flipping the genre on these heads. Yeah. <laughs> he's, the, he's the bad boy of cinema. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have anything more to say about the, meta, the meta-ness of Deadpool? I think that the meta-ness of Deadpool is his strongest asset, but if you use it too often, yeah. it's incredibly exhausting. Yeah. As, like... I know that Patrick Stewart was in the X-Men films. Yeah. Like, I don't need it to be bashed across my oh, head. Oh, yes. I didn't lot. like that joke where he said, oh, it smells like Patrick Stewart. Yeah. Um, you know, it's whatever. Like, I, I didn't laugh at that bit. Yeah. I, I, I get it. It's a funny little jab, whatever. But yeah. what I wish they would do with Deadpool, and I think it's something they could do with another film, but something I think they've maybe missed out on the opportunity is that they don't really bring the meta-ness in any way to the plot, usually. So it's like it's a, it's just a it's the plot is like you could you could technically rip Deadpool from it, put another hero, and you could still make a situation where yeah, the, you know he's got to he's got to save this kid from killing someone because a time traveler has come back and said this kid turns evil and they've got to stop him. Yes, that could be technically any superhero. Mm. But what I, I was thinking, they made this joke towards the end where um they've got to take the collar off Deadpool and there's a code for it. And the girl with the lucky oh, yeah. thing yeah. said, oh, it, it could just be seven. And then he, he press it and then Deadpool's like, oh, lazy writing. <laughs> and I think that that could that could be an interesting concept where they have to kind of work together while trying to understand the writers and trying to understand, oh, yeah. like trying oh, to I understand see. what the, so they know they're in the movie, but they can't get out of the movie. I see. They so and they have to try and you know work to, within the boundaries of what they know is possible within film. Well, with with the end of this film, there is speculation that Deadpool three, if there is if there is going to be one, there's yeah. almost certainly going to be one. Yeah, is going to be time travelly yeah. and interdimensional. I hope so. I I hope so too. I don't think that that could be obviously done by any other major superhero. Yeah, and yeah. but I was thinking about this today, like. I, at first, I was going, oh, I'm kind of upset that they wasted the fact that, oh, they killed real-life Ryan Reynolds by him not ever doing the Green Lantern film in mm. the funny little bit. Oh, oh yeah. he's, he's looking at the script for Green Lantern, shoot Ryan Reynolds in the head, haha, it's funny, because yeah. that was a terrible movie, apparently. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. But then I started thinking, like, oh, that's a shame that they've wasted that, and they, that could have been Deadpool 3, like him jumping right. around dimensions. But then I also think... Well, the best parts of that would be the bits that we've already seen. The things that of him fixing the timeline. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. air quotes right now. Fixing the timeline of him going back into X-Men, Wolverine Origins, whatever the hell mm. it's called. Green Lantern, all that stuff. Like, that that would be the funny part of that movie. And now we've already seen it. Yeah. So that kind of means that we got it, like, succinctly and in a nice little package at the end of the film. Yeah. It, do you think that that would, would work successfully as an entire film? Because that, um, that would be the highlight, wouldn't you think, when he goes I interdimensional just, like that? Yeah. Well, I just think, because, you know, 
we've read some of the comics of Deadpool. Yeah. And the comics for Deadpool, like, they just have some great concepts where, oh, there's this one comic called Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe and which Deadpool realises in a comic and he has to, he has to find a way to um, travel outside and kill Stan Lee. Yeah. And that's the plot. And that's, like... That's a cool concept for a for a Deadpool, I guess. I understand they're not going to do something like that, possibly for a film. But I would love that if they would. Yeah, actually, that would be pretty cool. Because <laughs> like you'd have to get yeah. all of Marvel on board. Yeah, you know, like it wouldn't it wouldn't be fun if you don't see Captain America getting yeah. brutally killed. Imagine that though, like because because I mean Marvel's just acquired Fox, haven't they? So they technically mm-hmm. own Deadpool now. Mm-hmm. They they can have a film where Deadpool comes out and. Has to fight all the other characters yeah. and kills them all. It would be, and then it, they, like, it and it's perfect. fine if they retcon it at the end. That's totally fine because it's Deadpool. You know, Stanley literally grabs an eraser and erases yeah. him yeah, out. Yeah, exactly, you know? something like that. <laughs> or imagine like it could be fi- Stanley's like final cameo. Like he's the boss in all of, he's the main villain or something, and it's like all his cameos. Yeah, coming. and it like, and no one's gonna care because it's you know sometimes when it's too meta. Or like you know, you know when um like Sherlock, for example, they try to bring every plot line together into oh, yeah. one sort of succinct yes. story. Same with like James Bond, they try to tie everything into a, a mm-hmm. one plot. Yep. It wouldn't matter with Deadpool because you get away with it, I think. Because he's a movie star in a movie. Exactly. Franchise. Yeah. Yeah. It just it would work so well. And I think they just waste it by using like here's a regular plot we had for another movie, but let's put Deadpool in it. And like it's good because you're seeing Deadpool the character and he's great. And you're seeing all the other characters, but it'd be good to have the story like very Deadpool-y as well, like very meta and strange. Mm. Like you could open the film with oh, mm. something clues him into the fact he's in the film. Yeah, but you know? I'm wondering Some... about his actions. Like, would he like would he jump into danger, being like, "I'm a franchise star, baby, I'll never die," and then just get sliced up immediately? Like that's a there's a I don't there know. You, go, you can first joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't write around it. Yeah, or right. like you know, it turns into Groundhog Day where he tries to kill himself, but then he ends up back at the start of the film. Anyway, we're, we're getting sidetracked talking about potentials. No, there was um, <laughs> there was a marketing stunt that the Deadpool people did recently, okay. only last week, in some like select like WalMarts in the US. They have particular movies, and what they've done is that they've made Deadpool specific covers for oh, them. Oh, cool! So there's one for like Back to the Future, I think. Yeah. One for Psycho. I don't know, like, the, yeah. like but it has Deadpool on the cover instead of whatever oh, that's other fun. character. If they have, like, a series of shorts like that of him jumping in between actual franchise, but he's, like, redoing that part. Yeah. Can you imagine there being a slow zoom on a shower curtain and then the shower curtain opens and it's Deadpool and he's holding a <laughs> chimichanga? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Janet Lee's like, ooh, yum, 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 that's delicious. Thank you very much, Deadpool. That would be amazing. I like That, that to me sounds like, oh, my God, it's that scene from Ready Player One with The Shining, except... It's Deadpool, and it's yeah, lots of films. Like, exactly, that, and that would be so fun to watch. And also, just for like the creators, like let's redesign this set of this movie exactly, and then just put Deadpool. Yep, in. that'd be awesome. All right, Marvel, and by <laughs> extension, Disney. Deadpool is a Disney property. Just so yeah, you know, yeah. Wrap your head around that. <laughs> um, there you go. There's your pitch for uh, Deadpool three. <laughs> any other any other thoughts about Deadpool? Oh, um, with the trailers. I was going to say, because oh, I, ha- yes. I never saw the trailers. We just watched them then, though. The trailers were okay. I think I, I really like when the trailer, they don't just do montage. When when a trailer's just a montage, that's kind of lame. But when they actually try to weave in a little bit of a, maybe a scene or a mm-hmm. story, that's good. And I like it with like Deadpool and some comedy films, or like especially like Marvel stuff lately. They just play a scene for a bit. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, so like in this, they had when Deadpool's just talking to the taxi driver and that's just, you know, it's funny enough to get you to come see the movie because it's still funny, but they don't have yeah. to show you a lot because they just get to show you the dialogue. It's scene. like 40 seconds and you yeah. watch 40 seconds of something and think, okay, this looks great as an already edited thing. I'm yeah. going to enjoy the movie. Exactly. If you watch, if you watch 40 seconds of random select clips of whatever back to back, you don't really get the sense of what the film is. Yeah. And it's, you could be misled and it's also, they, you know, cause I imagine they would be like, Oh, we've already used a scene from, we've already used a clip of that scene in the trailer. Let's use something else. And they end up showing you just all the trailer. Yeah. I imagine that's, you know, how they're sometimes thinking when they edit trailers and things like that. But I didn't mind the trailers. Um, I was going to say one thing they revealed in the trailer that was kind of, it was almost a twist in this film was when you're introduced to Cable, you think he might be after Deadpool? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In this, At, he says, straight yeah, up, give yeah. me the kid. Yeah. Give me the kid. When he, when he finally meets him, he's like, give me Russell or whatever. And then you're like, oh, okay. So he's actually after the kid. And I didn't realize that until they actually met. But in this, there's some line about it where he says, I'm after the kid. Why are you after the kid? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's a good point. Um, away, away from that though, I think that they did a pretty good job in keeping the plot hidden. Yeah. Um, the biggest twist of the entire film happened in the first 15 or 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. And that, okay, spoilers for Deadpool 2, turn away now, um, Vanessa dies. Yeah. That was a complete shock to me, who'd seen all the promo material, and I like that they played on that as well in the opening credits, where it says, like, oh, yeah. directed by what? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> produced by, did they really just kill her? <laughs> um, director of photography by, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Like, <laughs> I thought that was great. That's a really smart idea. Because uh, they've done, they played on the titles in the first one yeah. as well, but this yeah. was directly related to what you just saw, yeah. which was smart. Cool um, idea. The biggest twist of the film was probably that, and the rest you kind of have a general idea. They need to stop the kid, or they're going to team up with a kid and take down Cable. We can go like one of these two ways. They keep it pretty ambiguous in the trailer, which I liked. And watching the trailer back today with you, mm. I noticed that a lot of the lines that were said were not in the film. Yeah. In a good way. Same, because same with the first it. one as well. Yeah. They, they did the same thing. They replaced it with different lines yeah. that were just as funny. So you're getting two jokes for the price of one, Yeah, which is great. Like the, in this, it was the gluten joke. Yeah. yeah and in the film, they say like, he like rats off like three different things, Yeah, which is great. That's four jokes, right? Yeah, exactly. I thought we were going to get one. Hey, right. Which is, yeah, it's good that they do that. They, that it's almost like Thor's eye patch, but for comedy. Oh, I love the concept <laughs> of Thor's eye patch so yeah. much. There was a, there was a, um, theory going around before the film came out. Oh yes. Where, uh, there was a poster, and you see Vanish. Is that his name? The Invisible Man. Whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. The, um, the Vanisher. I think yeah. So all these parachutes are coming down, and then yeah. you see the one, and it's just a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> and people were starting to figure out whether it was going to be an invisible character, or vice versa. Deadpool is making fun of Thor's eye patch by literally deleting oh. a, a spoiler off the poster, but keeping like a hint of it. You know, that's, that's flipping funny. the bloody genre on its head, mate. I tell yeah. you what, it was funny just seeing that backpack sort of fly around. Yes. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, and and a great cameo by Brad Pitt, just mm. randomly. That was pretty cool. And Deadpool said, "You're probably looking great, Vanisher. You're probably looking great right yeah. now. I can't see." And then you see it's Brad Pitt, and you think. He probably was looking great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was another thing that the trailer misdirects you with. It 
it makes you think that there's going to be this team up of all these of of X Force, yeah. but they all get killed the moment they jump out of the plane. <laughs> and I absolutely loved that. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a good idea. I th- um I almost thought they weren't going to kill Zeitgeist, which is played by um Bill Skarsgård. Ah, and I th- I only thought that because I was like Bill Skarsgård, surely not. Like yeah, they're yeah. not going to kill him. They yeah. got an they got an actor in. But then I was like, oh, but they did just kill Terry Crews as well. Exactly. I was I was so sad about Terry Crews. Yeah. She was most sad about Peter. <laughs> Peter's just an average guy. He's. <laughs> I was watching. Um, there's a YouTube channel called Wired, and yeah. they have celebrities come in or like academics come in, and they have little games that they play with them, and it's interesting. So I watched the one with Terry Crews, and he's doing a a search, like a search engine finisher. Like yeah. so, it's like who is Terry Crews, and then it'll be like married to, oh, and yeah. he peels it off and starts, yeah. and he answers questions, right? And there was one way um, someone, he was telling the story of how someone came up to him and was like, you were amazing in this film. You were amazing in that film. And he was like thinking like, oh, I only had those as like cameos. Like those weren't my real films. Yeah, right. And that being said, now that I think about it, I love doing cameos because you only have to do like one day of shooting and you yeah. get all this attention for it. And then at the end he goes, come see me in Deadpool 2. It's going to be great. And I'm thinking, well, that's not going to be a bloody cameo film, two days of shooting. And it was. <laughs> he hinted at it, Deadpool style, in the in the video. Oh, that's really good. Of him, Like, it must have been, like, a maximum of, like, a week of shooting for him. But le- yeah, almost less. 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 It, I reckon it was two days. One for that, that interview scene and one for his death scene. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody yeah. Terry Crews. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's really great. Good. And it was a great little addition. And I just I love that I love that left turn of killing them all so brutally yeah. and one by one. Yeah. And, and you see Peter <laughs> going to like he's like yeah. such an average Joe and he's the one that lands and you have a second of hope for Peter and then he starts running towards the um, yeah. the wood chipper. And you're like, no, Peter, don't. <laughs> no, Not Peter. you, Peter. <laughs> I was like, because when he was like, I made it, I made it. I was like, he's going to get hit by a car. He's going to get hit by a car. He's going to get hit by a car. I'm also convinced that Deadpool can read my mind because I used to do a podcast before this one called Pandemonium yeah. with my friend Andrew. And we were talking about Spider-Man a lot of that. Yeah. And I would always talk about the old Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. And oh, he yeah. mentioned in this, like, he's walking away. He's like, and you're my Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten? Kristen? Kirsten? And I'm like, yeah. thinking, <laughs> I remember having that issue on my show all the time. I could never... Sometimes I'd say Christian. Sometimes I'd say Kirsten. Yeah. Can't even be bloody sure. The good thing about Deadpool is, like, I was thinking during that scene, like, you can't see his mouth speak. They can come up with a joke on set, yes. but then if they think, oh, it doesn't really work, they can come up with something later. Yeah, in the editing suite. Yeah. And I imagine Ryan Reynolds would be the kind of person to show up in costume to his ADR sessions, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah, I, I reckon <laughs> so as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love how clearly this is Ryan Reynolds' like passion project and yeah. how successful it is and how perfectly like it just hits the nail on the head yeah. for so many fans. Because he wanted to do this before before the release of Deadpool 1 with, yeah. with the Wolverine Origins. And before that, in the Deadpool comics, mm. I think I talked about this on my other podcast, Pandemonium. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, there was a, there's a panel where someone says, like, what do you look like really, like, underneath yeah. that mask? He's like, it's kind of like a cross between Ryan Reynolds and, like, a bottle of Cool Whip or something. Yeah. I was like, how do they know? Yeah, because I think, I think that's literally why Ryan Reynolds was tuned into it, because he... He heard that he was mentioned in the comic and he was like, oh, dude, i got to make this. Oh, man. Yeah, really? so that's why he, he liked it because he was mentioned <laughs> once in the comics. Uh, um, another thing that I really liked about Deadpool 2 mm-hmm. was um, the music. Oh, yeah. The music cueing was great. Yeah. Um, so whether that was 
fitting to what was happening on screen or deliberately not, yeah, it always hit the mark for me. Yeah, um, it was always, it was always just really well put together. So they had songs like um, Nine to Five by Dolly Parton. Yeah, that was good. as he's doing like all of his decapitations and he's slowly getting like their heads like fall on one of his katana swords, mm-hmm. and um, he even like looks at the camera, he's like, "Hit it, Dolly!" Like, <laughs> there we go, a little extra bit there. I like the dubstep joke. Was like, I love dubstep. Boom. Wow. Dun, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. It, it had to have been batarang to not batarang, um, bangarang. Yeah. To to represent dubstep as an entire concept. The one song that was popular for a little while and yeah. that was never heard again. Oh, I don't know about that. I <laughs> I know a lot about bangarang. <laughs> <laughs> there was um If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher, which was played at the uh as change. he was literally yeah. turning back time. Um but obviously the best song was Take On Me by Aha, which is a given considering that it's literally one of the best songs ever written. So oh, of yeah. course it's going to be one of the best songs in the soundtrack. Yeah. Take on me. Take on me. Take me on. Take on me. I'll be gone in a day or two. Good stuff. Something that I found very surprising in a very good way about this yeah. was how genuinely emotional and heartfelt all the Wade and Vanessa scenes were. Oh, yeah. Pre-death and post-death. Yeah. The concept that they had of Wade not being able to join Vanessa in the afterlife, afterlife I suppose, yeah. if, the, if they want to actually have that in a Marvel universe. Um, and her kept on saying, like, no, you're not ready. You're not in the right frame of my mind. And, like, there were very little actual, like, like sexual or, like, weird or yeah. meta jokes between those. So it kind of just felt like romp, or not romp, romantic comedy-ish. Yeah. In, in a very different, not in a different way to the genre in general, but very different than what we have already seen 15 minutes of earlier on in the film. Yeah. Of him just blowing everything up or whatever. So him saying, I want to name the baby Cher or... Um, Todd. Yeah, I, w- I want to name the baby Todd. And she gets up on him, like, saddles him and just goes... You are never going to. I'm never going to name my baby Todd. Yeah, and it's a funny little heartfelt thing. It's good. Like, like they, you actually believe in their relationship. It's yeah, not. Def- it's not a forced thing. Their like chemistry in is insane. Yeah, just like our chemistry, all. Yeah. <sighs> if you're if you are a fan of Deadpool, um, head over to our Facebook page and have a look at the art that has been drawn up for us this week. Our artist Eden is being very meta. And made a joke on the art that um, Deadpool is aware that our episode for this is very good, despite the fact that we have not recorded it yet. (laughs) And I can talk about this on the show, how very meta. Well, that's very suitable for Deadpool. Yes, exactly right. Well, let's do some ratings and um, let's move on. I'll give the film a bit of a distinction. Low, really? low yeah. distinction. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't find the action that exciting, to be honest. Really? No, nah, I didn't like it. I thought it was very. Oh, it was man. too too perfect. Uh, well, too... Yeah. Well, you could you could say like the domino her luck is kind of perfect oh, in yeah. the way that it was obviously very choreographed. Is it, that what more you're more camera to? camera movement and editing? It was like uh, everything was just too pristine that you could. Oh, the camera moves perfectly over there to see this happen, and then it moves perfectly. I don't know. Right. It didn't. It looked so perfect that it felt synthetic. Is all. It oh. just felt. It felt like I could see the motions of the camera and it's a really stuff cool, like that. Really but, yeah. cool little tagline you got yeah. there. It looked so perfect. It was almost synthetic. <laughs> um, 
I'm, well, I'm going to give it a HD. Okay. I had a great time. Yeah. I don't know if I'd... I think I'd rather watch this again than I would watch Deadpool 1 again, even though it's been like three years since Deadpool 1. Mm. I think I would rather sit down and enjoy this for like a second time in like two weeks than I would with watching Deadpool 1. Fair enough. I, I still remember the first one more fondly, but I don't know. I can't remember that well. And the trailer? Um, I mean, the trailer was a trailer. It gets a distinction for not doing anything offensive. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't offend yeah. us. It didn't. Passing is I, no longer the the threshold for us anymore. Like yeah. if they don't absolutely royally screw it up, it's a distinction, yeah. baby. <laughs> We've got like kind of a criteria going where that's what distinction is, and HD is like you purposely mislead everyone yeah. or don't show anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it a distinction as well. Yeah, awesome. Not every joke landed, but it was what I paid for. Yeah, I wanted to so go see a Deadpool film. That this was textbook Deadpool. Alrighty, I believe you have a segment. Yeah, let's have a segment about Rotten Tomatoes. This segment is called uh, The Fruit is Acute. Ollie just gave me his eyebrow raises. He's feeling very frisky and very confident today. You know I love a game. It's true. <laughs> it's true. He loves a game. I love a game of a guessing game um, and with maths involved. Well, this is a little bit mathy, a little bit um, estimation rather than guessing, I, I would feel no, like. No, no. Um, educated guessing. Exactly. Well, okay. That, Guess, well, guesstimation. That is, that's an informed decision in some way, but okay, great. <laughs> the Fruit is a Cutest Game in which I uh, bring up some um, movies. Tell me movies. And I say, what is the Rotten Tomatoes score for that film? And if Oliver gets it right within 5%, then you'll hear a nice little ding ding. Yep. And if you don't, you hear a sad time. Uh, yeah. You don't want to hear that sad time, do you all? I'm going to have mostly sad times, I reckon. <laughs> oh, not feeling frisky anymore and absolutely not feeling no, confident. No, because I was confident to start with when you said fruit is acute because that's like, that raises the dopamine levels because I'm always like, yay, hooray for games. <laughs> but then I realise as you explain it every week that I'm like, oh, that's right. You, I usually don't get it right. I usually get it <laughs> all wrong. Well, let's see. I think that it would be fitting that, well... Normally I say, how about you guess what what the little theme is yeah, between yeah. these? I'm just going to lay it out on the table for you all. We've is. had a long week. Yep. We don't need to use our brains too much. No. I think it would be fitting that we do kids' films. Okay. Because Deadpool is so so kid, exhaustingly kid-friendly. Kid yeah. And, and so, it's got such a fam, family theme surrounding it. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about family films. Okay. What did Scooby-Doo 2 Monsters Unleashed get? <laughs> Ollie. <laughs> Starring a CGI Scooby-Doo. I love that. <laughs> I love that just you saying the title of a film can make me laugh because <laughs> I'm like, of course you'd pick that one out of yep. the crop. <laughs> Scooby-Doo Scooby Scooby 2 yes. Monsters Unleashed starring a CGI Scooby-Doo mm -hmm. and other, several other CGI monsters. I, I have really... a sad time about this film. I do. I This film gave me nightmares mm. uh, when I was a kid. I, I remember watched this. being very scared by it, but also yeah. really liking it. The film ended, I think it was this one. I don't know how many they did, but I don't think it was the first one. Maybe it was the first one. Who cares? <laughs> um, and, and it turned out the villain was actually Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, that was the first one. And that was, was really the scary. One. The way that they, like, the face of the monster, like, when they, like, removed it, yeah. it was, like, really, like, brutal and, like, weird. And then yeah. it turned out to be the dog, and that gave me nightmares. Le legitimate nightmares. Yeah. It would. Those bunny rabbit things, those giant mm. skin-walking bunny rabbits oh. were terrifying. I wish I hadn't remember that <laughs> so what do you think this got in, in a percentage out of uh, 100 oh i really don't know because i remember loving it but uh, yeah i i ain't I, giving I, you no hits i got my poker face on right now <laughs> the, well here's here's my reasoning is it didn't get a number three 
Ah. So I think it might have got like 38%. No, incorrect. I'm sorry. 22%. Oh, There was a bit in one of the films with, um, it is very heavily implied that Scooby-Doo and Shaggy are smoking pot. Oh yeah, totally. That's the first, in the first movie, I think. Is that in this? Oh my God, they really went all out with that. Yeah, no, do you remember we were talking about how the first Scooby-Doo movie Mm -hmm. was supposed- (laughs) Scooby-Doo (laughs) me. Scooby-Dooby, yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yes, The Scooby-Dooby movie. uh, Groovy, baby. 2V, number 2V. Um, <laughs> um, blew me away, absolutely. Yeah, we did. Okay, Do you great. remember we were talking about this once? How the first Scooby Doo movie was supposed to be R rated. Was that on the show? Yeah. Maybe that's it because I think afterwards you showed me the clip and the whole and it's like they're in a van and there's like smoke coming out of it. Yeah. And they're like giggling and like saying stupid things to yeah. each other and you're kind of going, oh my god, this live action going insane. Yeah. And then it's like they pull out a little baking tray and they're like cooking little cupcakes or something. Because I think it was, you know how like back in 2000, whenever this comes coming out, you know, the big comedies of that time were like. Wedding Crashes, Starsky and Hutch, oh, Zoolander. Oh, Wilson and Ben Stiller in both of those this movies. This is all I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of them two right now. <laughs> Why did you pick two movies? Anchorman. Those? I don't know. Oh, yeah. All those kind of movies. But it. like, you know, they're all movies with some, some of them have really strange concepts to begin mm. with. I can imagine if they wanted to make an R-rated Scooby-Doo movie, that's the kind of comedy. It would be like a bit of a silly, yeah, you know, yeah. but like it's taking a cartoon that is for kids, but they're making it like adult and adult humour, but it's still like silly enough that it works. I would love that if they were to do that, but they never could because it, it is a children's property. Seth Rogen and oh. James Franco and that lot. Imagine that. Yeah. You, Seth, you'd Ro- get Seth one... Rogen as Shaggy. You'd get oh, a fat Shaggy. That'd be great. <laughs> You, you could just get... watch Pineapple Express. That's yeah. basically what that movie is. There we, there we go. If you, if you, <laughs> the Scooby movie three that we never thought we ever had. Yeah. It turns out we've had it for years with the Pineapple Express. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. This is a movie I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. This is a movie I should find out what year it is because oh, I, okay. for whatever reason I put this in and I shouldn't have. Because <laughs> one of the rules of this game what? is you need to know what we're talking about. <laughs> have you literally not put the percent in? Because no, I didn't put what year it is. <laughs> From 1993. Okay, <laughs> that's why I picked it because I typed it. I, I typed in kids movies and then I punched a random year into Google search. Oh, okay. What you? What did um Dennis the Menace get from 1993, <laughs> starring um Mason Gra- uh, Mason Gamble as, uh-huh. as Dennis, um and a whole bunch of other people and Christopher Lloyd. There oh, we go. Okay, he's yep. down the list, but that's the only person I know. I don't. Yeah, I think I've seen it, but I don't know. So maybe if like, you're having trouble yeah. figuring out what um, what score Dennis the Menace has yeah. from 1993, <laughs> could you give me the audience score for Dennis the Menace Strikes Again, <laughs> starring in 1997? All right. So if I get one of them, we give you the point. Yes. Okay. Well, okay. Let's try it. the the Dennis the Menace. Let's say the Rotten Tomato one for that's maybe like 48. And the audience score for Dennis the Menace Returns, or whatever, strikes Dennis back. the Menace strikes again. Strikes again. He's absolutely, he's at it again. <laughs> this madman. I reckon it's like something crazy, like 95. Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> the complete opposite. Oh, okay. Um, Dennis the Menace, the original, um, the OG, yeah. that got 22% as well. Okay. That, that's not a theme. Uh, okay. The rest of them are 22. Um, and Dennis the Menace Strikes Again had an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes of 24%. <laughs> Why did they make the sequel? I don't know. Why did they make? Because it probably sold well. Yeah, that, that's the truth. They they thought that Mason kid was no. They recast him. 
They recast. Yeah. That means they were really set on making that movie. Yeah. They're like, no, we, we'll recast him if we have to. They, we need to make this film. They had um, Betty White and Carrot Top in this. Oh, my God. They, I can't believe they recast the kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. That's probably why the outrage of the audience is so strong. Oh, yeah. It's like how um, DC fans think that Marvel um, pay people off to like get high Rotten Tomatoes scores. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they think that... <laughs> All the people that came from uh, being a big fan of the other Dennis the Menace is like, all right, we got to downvote this yeah. guy. we got to downvote this new one on Rotten Tomatoes, a website that doesn't exist yet, probably. <laughs> um, a 2010 film, so you might be a little bit closer in getting this one. Okay. The Karate Kid, starring Jaden Smith. Ooh. I actually remember liking it the first time I you saw it. You liked it because Jaden Smith had ripped abs, boy. <sighs> I, I, d- I can't say I liked it for his abs, Scott, <laughs> unlike yourself. In 2010, when this movie came out, we were in high school. Yeah. And, and I remember laughing at this joke I thought that was so clever. They were on a plane headed to Hong Kong. And then <laughs> and then his mum was like, Jaden. His name's not Jaden, but she was like... Karate Kid. So, we, yeah. Um, <laughs> Will Will Smith's... What's her name? Will um, Smith's what? Wife? Jada oh, Jada, Jada Smith says to... Jada. Yeah, Jada. Jada? Jada. Jakarta. <laughs> <laughs> Barley Smith. <laughs> okay, so his mum in the movies he says to Jaden, oh, learn to speak... You need to learn to speak Chinese. Like, why don't you learn to speak Chinese on the flight over? And he's like, okay. And then he turns, just like, I don't know why, just to the guy next to him who was an Asian person. Yeah. And goes, you know, how do one this guy? Whatever he's saying. Oh. The Asian guy leans over and goes, dude, I'm from Detroit. <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. I was like, got him. <laughs> Little did you know that only a couple more years down the line, you would literally have a podcast about subverted expectations yeah. in film. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think it? What do you think it got? Uh, I, ooh, maybe like sixty-one. Yeah, sixty-five percent. Oh damn! Very good. Nice. You got a ding ding. I reckon like it wasn't a bad film, but I think because it was like a remake and yeah. people just didn't like weren't about it. I remember being impressed with Jaden Smith in that film. Mm. The reason why I brought up the abs is because we had a friend in high school that wouldn't stop talking about Jaden Smith's abs. So whenever <laughs> and he was like literally like eleven years old in this movie. <laughs> And she was like, man, those abs are so ripped. I'm like, I want abs like Jaden Smith. And I'm like, I want the ripped abs of like a 12-year-old. What the hell is wrong with me? (laughs) (laughs) I was jealous of these dope abs. Anyway, uh, a a movie from 2017. Okay. Absolutely, you're going to get this one. Oh, yeah. Good. My Little Pony, the movie. Yeah, great. I've seen it. Yeah. Oscar nominated. Yeah. Best animation. Well, my issue with with My Little Pony, the movie, was that it tended to be... um, too mature. You think they needed to kit it up a bit? Yeah. They went a bit gritty. They did. They used real horses for the most part. Yes. And they just sort of, they didn't, they, they didn't like put a costume on the horses. They put like, they, <laughs> they spray painted their names on it <laughs> in, in blood. <laughs> um, but also, no, but yeah, um, I, I didn't particularly f- find it enjoyable, but I think it maybe got... <laughs> Thirty-two percent. I the thing that I hated about the um, yeah, what did you the dislike lying, the the little pony movie from two thousand and seventeen was that they used real horses with blood of their names written on the side of it. They literally had Pinkie Pie written in in blood yeah. on the side of the horse. Um, also, it came out in two thousand and two, and it was called the Saddle Club Adventures at Pine Hollow. <laughs> yeah. I know they went. They just went too dark and gritty with this latest adaptation. Yeah. And, you know, one of the horses, just like, he didn't have hooves. He had... Uh, <laughs> Little elephant he had, feet. No, he, well, he had, like, like these tyres on, and they would change the tyres, and he would, like, roll in, like... 
<laughs> like a furious bandit being like, "What? Take me to Valhalla!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we doing? Um, right, it got it got twenty. It got thirty five. No, it didn't. It got higher oh. than that. It got forty seven percent. Okay. Yeah. I guess that post apocalyptic My Little Pony does work on some levels. I think we should pitch it to Deadpool. <laughs> And uh, lastly, the best Ice Age, Ice Age 4 Continental Drift. (laughs) Every one of these films is just an absolute shit fest. (laughs) Came out in 2012. This is the one Ice Age I haven't seen, darn it. Have you seen Ice Age 5, The Meltdown? Oh, there's five? Coming uh, 2006, yeah, The Meltdown. What? Hey, and there was number one, which was Ice Age. That was really good. Yeah, that uh, was number two. We got Ice Age. We got Ice Age Collision Course. What's Collision Course? The second one. Um, no. <laughs> oh, I need to go Did to the, the Wikipedia first Ice page. Age do well? Yeah. The first one. I I remember there was a night when I was a, when I was a kid. Yeah. There was a fish and chip shop in my hometown. Uh-huh. And right next to it was a place that you can rent DVDs. Mm-hmm. It was a New Jerseyency. Mm-hmm. There was. Okay. It's not a DVD shop. Yeah, yeah. And I just got all the Ice Ages. There were three of them, I think, at that point. Yeah. Maybe even just the two. But I remember it was a great night of me eating fish and chips after mum and dad went to bed, me in the living room, big screen TV, absolutely loving the hell out of Ice Age. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that first Ice Age was just very good. Yeah. I just remember that the squirrel. Hilarious. Ha, yeah. You have a character that's not even a part of the plot and he's just in there sometimes and it's, it's so good. You know what? The world has moved on from comedy <laughs> characters. Yeah. We don't have catchphrase characters anymore. No. There's no Austin Powers anymore. No, you can't quote You can't, can't even, quote them. There's not even a Borat. Even like with Deadpool today, we're back on Deadpool. Yeah. But I was thinking, there are some really good lines in this, but they're just not delivered in ways that... Or like, because the dialogue's so quick, mm-hmm. you can't catch everything. There was a really good line that was like, oh no, he's right behind you, isn't he? And like, Deadpool can obviously see the people <laughs> yeah, he's looking at. I, I was like, that's that a way. really good line, but it was just so quick. He's right behind you, isn't he? no one notices it. That's smart. Yeah. Also, they made fun of the fact that everyone in Marvel has only one arm. <laughs> they were like, yeah, because because Cable only has the one arm. Oh, yeah. He calls him the Winter Soldier. And there was another, Logan's villain had the robotic oh, yeah. hand. Yeah. I think it was like, why are you starting this trope of only one-armed villains or something like that? Anyway, the point I was trying to get to is that there, there's no there's no catch, there's no um, catchphrase characters anymore. There's no more Borat. We need some. There's no Austin Powers. No, but we've got one, baby. It's oh. the squirrel from Ice Age. The squirrel doesn't speak, though. Yeah, but you can you can put your nose on the ice and start sniffing about. That's true. Like it, that's it, a catchphrase. He's he's just <laughs> he's not a catchphrase character, but he is a comedy character. He's there purely for comedy, and he works. He works on so many levels. We need a movie about the squirrel. Damn it! Yeah, I I think um, he'll make us a lot of money. <laughs> I think we should get Sasha Baron Cohen and Mike Myers to come together and make a movie about the squirrel. Yeah, Do they you know- can both play the squirrel. No, one can be the squirrel. One can be the nut. The acorn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cast them. The squirrel is delirious because he's out in the ice age alone, and he's delirious that the acorn can speak to him. <laughs> That's a so, movie I want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Get Seth Rogen on the phone. I don't, I can't tell you how many there are. I think there's four. I think there's five. I think there's five. I think there's five. But I'm I'm on the ice age page, mm-hmm. and it's and it's just telling me about the movie Ice Age. It's not, it's not telling me oh, sequels. Sequels. Ice Age. Ice Age The Meltdown, Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs. There's always a dinosaur sequel. I didn't. I definitely didn't see the dinosaur one yeah. when I was a kid. We saw it um, for a high school field trip. <laughs> oh, <God>. and... <laughs> of course we did. 
because teachers think high school students want to watch Ice Age 3. In between that and um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's led The Tooth Fairy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's what we got to watch in high school. There's Ice Age Continental Drift. (laughs) We're spending so much time on Ice Age. I'm really happy talking about this. And Ice Age Collision Course, which was released as recently as 2016. The film focuses on a very deadly meteor coming close to Earth. Oh, this this ends the Ice Age. Did they all die at the end? I'm going to find out. Well, that's how the Ice Age ends, right? Yep. Yeah, this is like, it's going to be like a Toy Story 3 ending, like falling aliens. Into... Huh? There are aliens in this. In in Collision Course. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> scrolled to the last, I just scrolled to the last line of the plot and I see it as, in the film's epilogue, Scrat, our favourite character, yes. keeps struggling to control the alien ship until it crashes on Mars, destroying all life on the planet. In a mid-credit scene, Scrat finds his acorn, but gets beaten by some doors. What? Yeah, doors. I imagine uh, alien closey doors, oh, yeah, Star okay. Trek style. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. He flies a spaceship to Mars. I think. I think the um... killing everyone on Mars. So in this film, yeah, there was life on Mars. Mm. Which and shout and... out to David Bowie. Yeah. And this ends life on Mars, so it's like an ice age happened on Mars, but the, it, and like, like it's like the end of the dinosaurs on planet Earth, except it's Mars. Yes. What? <laughs> what? So what did it get? So what is is number four you've given me? No, yeah, I've given you um continental drift. Do continental you want drift. Do, you, do you want this and then collision course? Can you See tell you me? Can get yeah. Both. Can you tell me what continental drift is about? What like the continent spread apart? Like this is another part <laughs> in the really ice age. Spend more it's time another. On this. It's another section of the ice age. Like they're going through the errors. Um. Sure. Let's what? <laughs> let's let's find out. Well, with that Mars one, I'm gonna say that got like. 20. Oh, collision course? Collision course. Got uh yeah, you're in the you're in the ballpark, 16%. Nice. Um, yeah, no one wants to watch but you, How you, can they make so many? You got to tell me Continental Drift I don't I don't want to look up I don't want to look it up. Okay, fine. It's surely it's to do with the ice melting and yeah. the continents start drifting apart. Which is crazy because that happens over millions of years. I don't know how they can make a plot. Oh, no, Africa's like <laughs> is breaking away from the Americas and moving over to Europe. <laughs> hey, uh, my best Ray Mamero. Hey, Sid, quick, before the continental drifts. <laughs> yeah, they've got to like jump from Africa to America before <laughs> yeah. it breaks apart. <laughs> You're running too slow, Sid. <laughs> On the possibility of a potential sequel to Ice Age 5 Collision Course, in 2016, Galen T. Chu, co-director of the film, stated that there were some ideas for a sixth instalment. Uh-huh. Bustle noted that the potential of Ice Age 6 actually being produced was relatively high, even though it could largely depend on the box office performance of the fifth film. Pop Wrapped commented on the subject of a sequel in 2017, pointing out the fifth film's poor reception and how the franchise was moving further into absurdity and further away from leaving any lasting emotional impact on the audience and suggesting that the sixth film could redeem the franchise by going back to its roots and reintroducing humans from the original film, particularly the little baby named Roshan, and thereby bringing the audience to remember why they loved Ice Age so much in the first place and maybe end the series on a high note. (laughs) Imagine caring that much about fucking Ice Age. Imagine caring. (laughs) What do you mean, like, let's bring it back to its roots and have everyone come back? Like, everyone was gone after the first one. It's just, it's literally the fact that, like, parents are like, oh, yeah, I remember Ice Age. I can bring my kids to this one, I guess. 
We love like, Scrat. There's no die. There can't be die-hard fans of Ice Age. No, there, no, there adults. no one does. No one does. No. No one past, you know, 10. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't alive for the first one, so they have no connection. They, no, they would have had to have marathoned them through like I did when I was a little boy. Absolutely done. They had, they had some fish and chips but- and some little chicken nuggets. <laughs> So what did Ice Age 4 get? Continental Drift. Continental Drift You, got, you correctly uh, guessed five. Uh, 40%. Yes, 38%. Hell yeah. Unlike Ice Age, you, my friend, ended on a high note. <laughs> so let's end this podcast on a high note. And, Excellently. And wrap it up. Great. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed this episode about Deadpool and Ice Age. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so by uh, getting in contact with our email account, which is ignoranceisthispodcast at gmail.com, or head over to our Twitter, which is twitter.com slash ignoranceispod, and uh, like our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash ignoranceisthispodcast. We've also got a Tumblr account now, hosted by our artist, Eden. Uh, that's ignoranceisthispodcast.tumblr.com. Check out that art in full HD, baby. And then get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook and tell us how great it is. Ollie, you are looking white as a ghost. You've completely forgotten the fact that you needed to do a haiku until just now. <laughs> Let's see if your improv skills are as good as Ryan Reynolds on the set of Deadpool 2. When I throw to you, I, I've, I've tried so hard to give you more time, buddy, but... Here it is, Oliver's haiku about Deadpool 2 starring Ryan Reynolds. It's okay I didn't make a haiku, as long as I mention meta. <laughs> He's done it again. How does he always manage to do it? Is that right? Good night, Australia. <laughs> okay, no, no, let's, let's we... not count. Okay, good night, everybody. Good night, Australia. Good night, Australia. <laughs>